Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast, where each episode provides in-depth insights about the long-term value of companies and ideas in our current world. Your host for this podcast is Doug Utberg, the founder and principal consultant for Business of Life, LLC. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. Uh, we have Bill Fairman with us today. And what we're going to be talking about is the difference between trying to be important versus focusing on what's important. And I think it's easy to get the two of them confused, but they're actually really different ideas. Uh, Bill, welcome to the show. Uh, please introduce yourself and uh, let's, uh, let everybody know kind of uh, how you kind of came to this, uh, came to this revelation and uh, uh, you know, what, what's informed your position here. Uh, by the way, thank you so much for having me. Uh, no problem. Again, my, name, my name is Bill Fairman. I am the founder of Carolina Capital Management. I, actually, I'm a one of the founders. I can't take all the credit. Uh, so what, what we do is we lend money to real estate investors in the Southeast. We have a fund that people can invest in, and then we use that money to make loans. And then it, it's a beautiful little system. We have neighborhoods that are being revitalized. We have uh, small businesses that are getting loans to, for their business. We have investors that are getting passive income for their future retirement uh, or just being able to take their active income and turning it into passive income. So it's a ni- nice little ecosystem. Nice. Uh, what I, I actually stole that from uh, <laughs> Jeff Hudson, the, the founder of Priceline. I recently got to hear him speak and he talks about taking uh, his successes and what, what you have, what you do with these successes. It, it's now becomes a platform uh, to do good. And okay. really in order to scale up your business is that you really have to focus in on not so much the business as much as the people that uh, you bring in to actually run the business. And you know, my partner and I are real big into mastermind groups. And the one thing uh-huh. that we always talk about in mastermind groups is if you're the smartest person in the group, you're in the wrong group. You're not getting any benefit out of it. If you're the smartest person there, you're just trying to be important, not doing what's important. <laughs> and, you know, the okay, same wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait a second. Let me just stop you there, Bill. So you're telling sure. me that it is not productive for me to go on Facebook and rage about the world's injustices for nine hours a day. Is, is that uh, what you're trying to say? It might make you feel better, <laughs> but that's only temporary feeling. <laughs> it's not doing anyone any good. Um, uh, but in, in order to have a business that can scale and perform and to retain uh, team members, you need to find number one rock stars. You need to find the best. You need to treat them the best, right? And then you need to make sure that they own not just a piece of the business, but they own their job, that you give them the leeway to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. They happen. Uh, but until you allow those folks to make mistakes, you are constantly going to be the person that they're going to to get that final okay before they do anything. And it's going to make your life miserable. <laughs> well, that, uh, that actually, that, um, 
that bottleneck seems to be where not just small companies, but a lot of big companies really run into trouble. And, uh, and yeah, I think trying to figure out how to clear that's tough. I mean, because especially, you know, most people who either ascend in management or who start companies, right, you know, we're usually type A people who want to feel like we're in control of everything. So the question is, right, how do you in, empower people to really perform their best without without feeling like you're just letting the inmates completely run the asylum or well, uh, is that again, possible? Well, well it is, but again, it's who, who is it that you bring into your organization? Um, you have a set of core values that are, uh, if they're not followed are fireable offenses. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can run a business or any organization for that matter um, is with people that, I don't want to say you have group think, but you have certain core values that they agree with. If they don't agree with those core values, that's probably not the right place for them. And not only are they not going to be contributors to that organization, but eventually they'll start working against it because their heart's not in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, uh, that, I think that's a, that's a really great point. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking right now of one of the, one of the many famous Steve Jobs lines, but uh, there was one interview I saw from, you know, back when he was young and had long hair, uh, where, one of the, the, where he said that the, the best way to manage people is to hire people who don't need to be managed. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that I think this gets back to your rock star idea, which is that um, if you have the right people on your team, then you can have give them that leeway to make mistakes because you want to hire people who you're confident enough that if they make a mistake that they'll be able to fix it and basically get everything back on track in a fairly timely manner. You know, an easy way to help that out too, if you're uh, the CEO of a, of a large business, small business, if somebody comes to you with a problem, you tell them to don't come to me with this problem unless you have uh, one or two ways to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think get that's them uh, thinking that way before they even come to talk to you. Cause most of the time they have the answers. They yeah. just, uh, they just want that confirmation that you're okay with it. <laughs> yeah. And, and if, and you, you do have to be kind of a micromanager when you start in business, but uh, you definitely have to get out of your own way after a while. Otherwise yeah, and- you don't own a business. Uh, the business yeah. owns you. Your business owns you. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I would think that with the, um, you know, with with the uh, the variety of uh, of loans that you know of financing products that you that you uh, that your company works with, I'm sure that you probably run into this quite a bit. You know, I would imagine a lot if you're de- if you're dealing with uh, small business, but probably even in some cases when you're dealing with like with real estate developments, um, because you know a lot of real estate invest- investors are notorious micromanaging control freaks. Um, yes. And, and so it's, um, I, I could only imagine that you probably have some very entertaining stories of people not being able to get out of their own way, trying to put a deal together. Well, one of the problems that a lot of business people suffer from is this is what I do. And this is what's going to go there. Um, that said, it, it's a very simple thing when you're uh, developing a lot for any type of real estate, you need to research on what's the highest and best use for that piece of property before you ever decide what you're going to put there. 
the, the smaller people that decide I'm going to build a, you know, a million dollar single family house on this corner lot. When you could, uh, it would be allowed to have four townhomes on the same lot and you make three times the money with a lot less effort. Yeah. And at the same time, the municipality wants to have uh, condensed living there because they provide uh, fewer services per acre that way. And so uh, when you have the, uh, the government on board, as well as uh, the fact that you're gonna make a lot more money, <laughs> Well, and and all, you know, not you know, not only that, but you know, you're it's like you know, if you have say a single family house sitting on one acre, uh, versus like say six townhomes on that same acre, your combined assessed value for property tax collection, which which you know, I'm not saying it's all about the money, but the money it's doesn't all about the hurt. Money. <laughs> but it's, yeah, but exactly, yeah, your 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 municipal cooperation will have a direct proportion with how much property tax revenue you're driving for them. You know, it's, it's funny, you, you take that same scenario and you reverse it, okay? So you flip the script on this. So um, we have an issue with affordable housing in this country right now. We do? And, and the <laughs> most affordable housing that you can get is a mobile home development. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, and because most people don't understand that just how cheap a mobile it is to live in a mobile home. Because you know, right. in a lot of developments, you can live in pretty high-end cities. I don't know what, what, I mean, if you're, if you're say someplace like, you know, let's just really go crazy. Let's say you're someplace, assuming that there are any mobile home parks left in the Bay Area, let's just assume that you're, you're that you're in the Bay Area, you'd probably have a lot, right? I don't know, around eight, $900 a month or something like that. Maybe, maybe a little more, maybe like 1100 bucks a month or so. But basically what you do is you pay dirt rent and then you plop a, you know, you plop a, ha- a you know, a single wide or a double wide on top of it, which depending, you know, but you know, there's still stuff, there's still uh, units uh, that are like, you know, 40 years old, you can get for 25, 30 grand, they, you know, they're, they, they won't, uh, you know, they, 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 the pictures won't look nice on Instagram, but, you know, they at least don't leak and, you know, they'll have working, uh, working appliances. I mean, so, you know, even in some of the most expensive markets uh, around, you know, you can actually live in a mobile home in a fairly, you know, ha- have a fairly reasonable amount of living space for a disturbingly low amount of money. Uh, yes. But that doesn't enter into the calculations, and those things are being bulldozed over like crazy. Yeah, municipalities hate them, and the number one reason is they don't get enough taxes from them. They're sending a school bus to pick up 60 kids, and they're only being taxed as a vehicle because they don't own the land. So it's like a property tax for a car is what they're collecting, but yeah. they're having to spend all these resources just for schools. Yeah, well, and the yeah, the prop tax for the uh, for the, the 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 park probably isn't that high either, just because it's mostly undeveloped land. Yes, that that is correct. But you can have a cool mobile home park. Um, yeah. The founder of uh, Zappos yeah. lived in a mobile home park in downtown Las Vegas <laughs> with with llamas and a circus atmosphere going on. Yeah, that yeah that that I've uh, I've read some stories on that one. That that sounds like it was an interesting place to be. Yeah, I, I, I got to visit there once. It's uh, pretty interesting. Um, but uh, you're, you're right. There are people that uh, are singularly focused uh, in business, and that's good to a certain point. Uh, but you have to have an open mind because 
nothing remains constant. And if no. you're not. Doug works with schools, businesses, and nonprofits to optimize their costs without layoffs. The best part is that he is only paid for successful projects, so you have zero risk. To learn more, visit DougBusiness.com or schedule time to talk about your business at MeetDoug.biz. And if you're not open-minded enough to navigate the changes in business, um, the changes in uh, attitudes, uh, you're not going to last long. Yeah. Yeah, no, precisely. I mean, and the uh, and another kind of... Um, variant on uh, or tangent on on what you were just saying that uh, that, that I observe a lot too is that I, I see that there's a lot of people who want to think and talk about you know things at like the global level or the national level or you know kind of what's on at like that I call it the CNN headline level right. and it's like okay but yeah you know, don't get me wrong it's not that that stuff isn't important but I me and here in Portland Oregon have no ability to impact what's on the CNN headlines. Now, the stuff that's going on in my community, you know, five minutes away, I actually have quite a bit of, a, of an ability sure. to help there. And so I think if people spent a little more time really thinking about the places where they can have a meaningful impact, that would probably help their mental health quite a bit. And we might, sure. they might actually be able to do some good instead of just complaining. Um, absolutely. So, um... My, my motto is, and listen, I, I tune into all the business shows because I want to be aware of what's going on, but I don't let it drive me uh, yeah. because I can only control what I can control. And that's where my focus is going to be. And you, you have to minimize, uh, I call them the negative Nellies as much as possible. <laughs> that, that, that is a very Carolina expression. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but if you minimize the negativity around you and just concentrate on what you can impact, what you can control, uh, life is going to be so much easier uh, on you and, and everyone around you, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 100%. 100%. Um, well, so so yeah, let's uh let's just, let's kind of take a not really a turn because we've we've sure. we've sort of been on our topic course, but yeah, we've been talking about uh we've been talking about you know people who are kind of get in the trap of trying to be important, but let's look at the other half of that coin, which is doing what's actually important or focusing what's actually important because you know a certain amount of that is avoiding what's not important, but you also have to be drawing toward you know what those things are that are really important. Um, you know, what, what are some of your thoughts, some of your thoughts or some, uh, some observations you've had in, uh, in, you know, in that direction? Well, listen, I'm, and I hate to steal this from Jeff again, but he had some really good bullet points and I wrote down and I, I just want to share them with your audience. Absolutely. Please do. So your, is your focus on your bank account or the impact of my bank account? Is your focus on fitting in or standing out? Are you focused on marginality or mastery? Is your focus on serving myself or serving others? And one of the things that I took away from this is that now he's obviously very successful and he founded Priceline. He yeah. ended up selling it for a billion dollars or something like that. Yeah. Some he, then founded, yeah. He, he then founded booking.com. And then they ended up buying Priceline. So, 
But one thing I didn't know about him, he got his start. Uh, he was the one that invented the airport kiosk because oh, interesting. he saw a need and decided to make it easier because he was stuck at the airport and he thought, why is it taking an hour and a half for them to print my ticket? <laughs> <laughs> we should automate this. Yes. Um, but what, what his success has allowed him to do is use that platform for good. And he yeah. has a huge um, uh, charitable organization that he's put together. He's um, putting a ton of money in schools and um, education uh, benefits for inner city kids uh, in the United States, which is nice. A lot of people put uh, charitable organizations together for people outside of the country. And he does that as well. Uh, yeah. But his focus is on the younger generation to make sure that they have the same uh, educational opportunities that uh, uh, a lot of people don't get. And there's a lot yeah. of really smart people out there if you give them the opportunity uh, to showcase that. And, and if, you're, if you don't believe that there's something more than what you have in your neighborhood, yeah. then you're going to be stuck in that cycle. And I really appreciate that about him. And the same, same yeah. way with us. We, uh, we thank our team monthly yeah. because we give uh, to a lot of different organizations. And it's not just about giving. Giving makes you feel good for 20 minutes when you write the yeah. check. But actually getting out there and doing the work makes, um, it changes your life. I've, I've built houses in Mexico. I've, yeah served uh, orphans food in Guatemala. When, when you get back to this country, you're like, wow, do we have it great? And when I'm sitting in traffic grumbling, I have to stop myself and go, all right, this is a first world problem. Let's deal with the important <laughs> issues. But uh, ha having that platform, uh, because you're a success, yeah. uh, it, it's a way to continue uh, uh, not really your legacy, but uh, really do good uh, with your success. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely agree. Well, and that's actually one of the reasons. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'll make a little bit of a plug for Rotary. So you know, little behind me there, you can see my uh, Rotary admission certificate. It's on my, uh, on, uh, on, on my, my office wall there. But one of the, uh, one of the, you know, I like organizations like Rotary International. Um, you know, who really have a focus on, you know, on, you know, both the local and the global community, because, um, and, you know, now I think when we're, as we're recording this, uh, polio day is coming up, uh, because uh, polio is actually, I think there were only two cases last year. Uh, so it's really close to being completely wow. eradicated. Uh, of course, you actually have to go three years with no new cases in order for it to completely be gone. But still, um, you know, you know, things like eradicating polio, because, you know, people in the U.S. are like, polio, but what's that? Well, but it's still a thing, or for a long time, it was still a thing overseas, and it's sure. finally really coming under control. But I think that, yeah, really that that outreach, not, you know, can, can not just us focus, not just, you know, other countries focus, but, you know, bo both the community and the world at large, I think is really important to, to you know, to keep in mind. Um, you know, particularly, and I, I would say particularly with the younger generation and with, with a lot of the kids coming up, because, you know, they're, they're going to need to figure out how to, how to make a, how to make some kind of life in whatever world we're going to have 20 years from now. Right. You know, and 
And by the way, congratulations on uh, being a part of that organization. They, they do Thank do uh, good works. Yeah. Um, this will tell you how old I am. Uh, I grew up in, in high school. Uh, our, you know, I played bass guitar in a band when I was in high school and our drummer suffered from polio and um, had braces on his legs uh -huh. and had to, uh, you know, walk yeah. with the uh, little hand things. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And, and I, again, I'm okay. I'm not that old, but it was surprisingly polio was around even then. Yeah. Um, but um, that said, I, a lot of people are down on the uh, current generation coming out that uh, obviously they have a lot of distractions in their life that aren't very impactful to others. <laughs> and because of, uh, you know, the phone, the, the iPad, um, the computer, uh, they tend to not um, communicate well with each other in, together in person. <laughs> they can be all in a group and text each other, but they can't talk to each yeah. other. But uh, every time I worry about that, I run into uh, young people that just amaze me. Yeah, absolutely. I completely uh, agree. It, completely agree. And, and, and I, I really feel good about the, the next generation coming up. I, oh, I really that's, that's excellent. I, 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 I could not agree more. I think that, uh, um, you, you know, know they're way more, they're way smarter than we are. By the yeah. Way. Well, and that's, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's just it, you know, because I think like, was it uh, my son, he's in, uh, um, he is in seventh, he's in seventh grade. He's just starting seventh grade and they are currently working on, um, periodic table and atomic weights, atomic numbers, et cetera, you know, basically doing stuff that I didn't even touch until I was halfway through high school. And right. so that's been brought up about four years. Um, and that, that just tells me that, you know, the, the, the bar has definitely been moving up. Uh, so, but, so you know, completely concur. At the same time you complain about technology, it really has helped uh, move uh, humanity forward. There's, yeah. But there's always side effects to stuff. And yes. That's what we have yeah. to kind of keep in mind. And, and we exactly. have to kind of put guardrails uh, out there and pay more attention. You, uh, as a parent, you can't have, you can't give your, your child a screen and expect that screen to be the babysitter. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. All right. Uh, well, uh, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to mention one last thing too. Yeah. Um, uh, being an entrepreneur, uh, two things are going to happen to you. You're, you're either going to uh, be a business owner or the business is going to own you. When you learn to become a business owner, uh, you're going to get extra free time to spend with family and friends and have quality time with them. Because the one thing you can never get back is time. No matter how much money you have, you, you only have so much time and you can't get any of it back that you've already spent. No refunds. <laughs> well, well, I was gonna say I, I, I was gonna ask for one last thing, but I sure. I don't I, I but 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 I was gonna say I don't know I I think that's a pretty high note we can we, we can we can leave it there because time is definitely that one thing you can't get back. Uh, but if, I was gonna say uh, if you could share uh, your website or how people can learn more or connect with you, that'd be great. Sure. Um, thank you for for asking. We we do a live stream every week and we uh -huh. teach. Uh, Real estate education, uh, one on the actual, if you want to get involved in real estate yourself, 
And the other one, if you want to get involved in real estate passively uh, through private placement funds, we do um, yeah. 30 minute education on each one once a week. You can find the link to our web, our YouTube channel at carolinahardmoney.com, carolinahardmoney.com. And my email address, somebody wants to shoot me a, a quick note, Carolina, bill at carolinahardmoney.com. All right. Excellent. Well, hey, I really appreciate you giving us some of your time today, Bill, and I uh, hope you have an awesome rest of your day. You do the same. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. Uh, and what I would actually like you to do right now is to give me your thoughts. So I would really love it if you could go to feedback.terminalvaluepodcast.com. Uh, and just let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know uh, if, you, if there's anything you really like about the show, if there's any questions you have, or if there's anything you think I could do better. Uh, once again, that site is feedback.terminalvaluepodcast.com. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Share it with your friends by sending them to TerminalValuePodcast.com. For more information, please visit BusinessOfLifeLLC.com for full access to Doug's products and services. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Life LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.